Welcome to Live Pono, Love Pono. This podcast comes to you from Love Pono, the team focused on violence prevention at Leeward Community College. I'm your host, Alex, and I'm delighted to be here with our fantastic team members, MJ and Valerie. MJ, Valerie, how are you both doing today? Not that great. <laughs> Not that great. <laughs> how are you, Valerie? I, I'm actually good. I just got out of a little surgery, so that was really exciting. And now I'm here to talk about things with you guys. So good, good day today for me. All right, we'll definitely be I getting- just a, I just had a big surgery. Wow, so we both had surgery as well. I'm glad to hear you're doing well. It's a good time for us all to get together and talk about, you know, sort of the stresses and everything that's going on in our lives and maybe how that affects our self-worth. And uh, today in general, we're going to explore a subject that resonates with many of us, the feeling of not being enough. It's a sentiment that can affect us all, regardless of our backgrounds, experiences, or achievements. But does it have to control us? Let's find out today. So where does this feeling of inadequacy come from? Simply put, it stems from a comparison between our personal realities and our expectations often set by the pressures of society, friends, family, or even ourselves. So how can we and how do we navigate this, MJ and Valerie? And I'll start with you, MJ, because it seems like it seems like you uh, have a, have quite a bit going on today. Tell us, ha- tell us all about what, what's been going on and tell us how you're coping. Uh, so I'm, I'm driving across town and I got my two kids in the back. Uh, I'm a single parent of two young children. And uh, yeah, I feel, I feel this comes, this creeps up on me all the time. And for me, the navigation, I have found, and I've, I've searched, I've, I've went, I've, I think I've tried everything as far as trying and not trying goals. And I have to approach this kind of as like a double helix where like, I just let things go, but I don't give up. Like, let it go. Like the comparison, like you said, is like, if we stay in there it's so it's so toxic if we, we it's a mindset and it's a perspective to compare expectations in a reality like that to get them confused and you have to learn to let things go and you you realize it's, it comes from a sense of also control and pride and ego and you've got to like you got to convict yourself of those things you know you got to be re- real to yourself about those things about it's your pride that's you know driving you mad at that point and so i have to let things go like you know, not having the perfect clean house, missing a deadline or being late somewhere, all the things that I'm OCD about, let it go. But that doesn't mean to give up. But it's hard. I, I, lo- I lose that. Uh, I, I lose that uh, viewpoint sometimes. And I have to catch it again. It's like always slipping out of my grasp because I, I slip back. In. For me, how I navigate, I literally have to bring myself back to ground zero. Because I have, you know, so many things going on in my life. The fact that I moved, you know, across country, like 4,000 miles away from home on my own was a lot. So to me, I just have to ground myself and bring myself back to the basics. Like literally, have I drank water? You know, have I eaten today to make sure that I'm feeling good? Maybe that's why that's also making me feel down or things (laughs) like that. And then just, right? And it's like, okay, what are things that I can control and I cannot control? You know, and that brings me more of like, brings me more calmer because I think about, I, you know, worry about a lot of things and some of those things, you know, I can't control. So it's like, okay, you know, I can't even do anything about that. So let me worry about what I can control, you know, like 
things that I do and everything like that because a lot of life things do play into what I'm doing and sometimes you know you can't help it so yeah just wanting to like bring yourself back like okay do some breathing exercises you know ground yourself like okay you know I have these things to do today take everything one step at a time and just always knowing that you're gonna be okay that's what I always tell myself is that you're gonna be okay you know everything that you've done all the hardships that you've done you went through it and you've got through it like no matter what it's just you know being able to get through it and everything I love both of those responses and I really appreciate you both kind of giving a background of you know, just what has got you to these mindsets today and what you have to do to sort of overcome, overcome, you know, necess- like unnecessary feelings, invasive thoughts, if you will. So Dr. Kristen Neff, a pioneer in the field of self-compassion research, once said that self-worth comes from one thing, thinking that you are worthy. So armed with this enlightening perspective, it leads us to wonder How might individuals cultivate the sense of internal worthiness and shrug off feelings of inadequacy? So let me ask you both this, MJ and Valerie, how do you sort of, you know, get rid of those feelings of inadequacy? Like, MJ, you discussed how you just kind of have to force yourself to do it. But are there any tips that really sort of, you know, will help us, uh, you know, guide anybody in that journey? Yeah, and Valerie kind of already mentioned them too. It's, it's that my tips is kind of like starting from ground zero. And it could be like something as simple as you're not drinking enough water, you're not eating, and you're not taking care of yourself because you're so tunnel vision on, you know, goal A that you're not taking care of. Like you're so focused on like getting that flower to blossom, you forgot to water it. Like you're just staring at yeah. it, waiting it for it to happen. And, mm-hmm. it's, and it sounds, it's so, it's so simple. It's difficult sometimes. Yeah. That's very true. Like there are so many things that people want to do. Like, for example, me, I do weightlifting. And sometimes like I know that my body will not be able to pick up the weight that like I'm so easily able to do. It's because it's like, okay, did I? eat today did I even drink a lot of water today and stuff like that um so that's an example and then another thing is like there's never going to be a right or wrong thing to do in life you know like there's no handbook or anything no one there's no rule book to play by life so it's basically you know you navigating it yourself and it's like you do what you want to do I love that so much no I love what MJ said really insightful You know, Mm -hmm. we're so focused on getting that flower to blossom that we forgot to water it. You know, like, I think Mm -hmm. that's so beautiful. I think that happens so often, Um, especially when, you know, we are go, I think all of us here are kind of go, go, go mentalities. And we're always like, you know, eyes on the prize, right? But like, which is important, but you know, you got to nurture the journey too, or else um, it's going to be really, really difficult. And then, no, that was really insightful what you said, Valerie, about there's never going to be a right and wrong. There's no handbook for life, right? And everyone's life is different. And I think that that's where a lot of judgment kind of ends up coming from um, is people say, oh, that's not how I would do something, right? Or, oh, that's not how maybe, maybe this person that I respect would do something. And I think And of course, all judgment is that's going to be at the root of self-judgment. So when we're judging ourselves, are we really judging Mm -hmm. ourselves or are we judging like what we feel like people would judge about us? So we're so worried about their perspective of us that it's affected our own. 
And you kind of have to unlearn a lot of these things. Um, something that mm -hmm. I've sort of picked up over time, but I'm definitely still working on it. Um, so, and when it comes to like tips and practical everyday habits uh, that kind of foster your self-worth, uh, you, you folks have talked a little bit about some stuff that, so you do extracurriculars, things like that, but what are just like some everyday tips you would think if people want to be more mindful of their self-worth practices? We'll start with you, MJ. Uh, so I uh, am a full-time uh, med student for health information ma management. I'm on the Dean's List 3.9 GPA. I, like Ooh. I said, single mom, two kids, and I'm not like a single mom that has, you know, the dad on the weekends. Um, I'm also 5,000 miles away from home. I'm from North Carolina, so I, I've made a night here the past few years work two part-time jobs as well and one is in conservation chainsawing invasive trees down and then the other job is with La Pono so yeah full-time student two part-time jobs two kids no the father's not here with us and no family so that's like a jam pack and I, I like I like keeping up with like going to the gym and you know activities social it's um a lot to juggle for me and it's so much that I already forgot the question. <laughs> Wanted to know any tips, any tips. So yeah. while you're juggling this, what, what are your tips on sort of um, helping others who maybe right. resonate? Bring it back around. So all of that I just told you, I'm also diagnosed with ADHD. So I have like that, you know, that, that as well. And my tips and advice is just learning things that work for your brain. What works for your brain and what works for like, your does your personality type and it could be like list making and you might be digital or analog like I can't make lists in my phone but if I make a manual list I got it I, I, I won't remember reminders in my iPhone but I have to do like a journal uh, things like that cleaning surgery like preparing and you just have to learn these like it, it's just tips and tricks like pack, having bags packed for your different things you have to do and it's like you're, you're kind of being that person that when you feel like you're not enough and, and you're feeling that inadequacy like you have to learn these like patterns and tips to like be your helper um I, I make my flask you know in my fridge the day before it's hard it's honestly it's a crazy juggling act and it's, it's all going to be individualized for the person's needs and it's just like your willingness to articulate now what would help me make this better next time how can I do like how can I do that then and remembering it all is uh, the master key which is hard too yeah no 100% I think it's it's everyone's individual journey right but um I think it's so important when you said you got to be your own helper and I think that's universal um you gotta because yeah. I think you really have to take that step to figure out what you need and and even if it's um, as simple as making sure you make your bed or making sure you eat breakfast, you know, no one else is going to hold you to that. It changes my mood. If I just fold up my blankets and pillows for when I come home and I just, you know, just kind of clear the floor, clear the area that just, cha that change. So when I come home to like a clear floor, it just changes. It makes things better because I don't come home and I feel the exhaustion just like double punch me. And that's just the physicalities. Like that's just like um, physical stuff. There's a whole other spectrum of like mental tips. Yeah. And that would be like when I was talking about the the double helix, which is kind of like, you know, two things going in the same direction. Cause you can't just be like, oh, don't worry about it. And then not worry about it. Or like, oh, I'm going to keep worrying about it. And I'm not going to give up. You have to kind of find that healthy balance of both for your mental state. And for me, it's like, what chores can I like, you know, 
what can what can I slack on that's not going to kill me right now? Like, what can I slack on that's not going to, what bothers me the most? And I can fix, do that. Like, I kind of prioritize the urgency of the matters or like the effect it has on me or the effect it has on my family. I prioritize it and like I learn, I've learned to unlearn my OCD kind of. That's, that's, that's that important. Helps. Or you're, I you know, helps. you're probably just being mindful of yourself, you know, like you're, yeah, everyone's still everyone's still a multifaceted, wonderful person. Your OCD doesn't make you any less of a person, but you being aware of it and incorporating it into your practices is, you know, is 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 a key to key for success. What about you, Valerie? Any tips? Yeah. So for me, I um, do a lot of like self affirmations, and like I do vision boards. So self affirmations can literally like be an app or like putting little post-it notes on your mirror, just saying that like, you know, I'm, I'm enough. I am going to do the best I can today. Little notes that are going to, you know, help you boost yourself. And it's little things like that, that people don't think matters, but it really does. Just like you said, like, you know, cleaning up on the floor and you come home and it's like nice and clean. Like for me too, you know, like if I leave, I'm in a rush because I have so many things to do and I come back home it's like okay now I have to clean again but like just picking up you know your blanket or making your bed like that can make everything better and then I also do a vision board because you know I'm still young I have still so many goals to do and so many things that I want to do that a vision board really helps me because it reminds me of that like okay I want all of these things and I'm already working towards these things so in the end like I'm gonna get there you know it's just how am I going to be progressing to there? And there's where the self-affirmation comes in, the little notes or even like little apps that give you little notifications like when you wake up or like sometimes throughout the day, it'll like remind you of little things. Um, and I'm also the youngest in my family. So I had to do like a lot of things on my own growing up because everyone, you know, everyone else was already old, had their own things to do. So I'm a very family person family oriented person so I would always ask advice of older people in my family you know how did you do this how did you do that and everything and those little advice things that they tell you can really help a lot too and you know even if you're in like a little go to right now you know you're not going to be there forever so just always bringing myself back like you're always going to be okay and everything's going to work out. I think that's really great. And I think it's great that you mentioned family too, because even though we're talking about internal self-worth and sort of doing this work on our own and figuring out what we need as individuals, sometimes that is, uh, you know, finding helpfulness in others, be it friends, be it family, mm -hmm. be it mentors, be it advisors. Uh, we Sometimes we need somebody to sort of inspire us and, and listen to that person and then sort of, you know, say, what are they saying about me? Are they saying that, you know, they like my company, or they're saying that they could use my help, or it's helpful when I talk to them, like, that's something good about me that I need to focus on. Like I, you know, we all have the power to help each other. And I think that we can find our individual self worth from that. I think it's one of the ways, at least. So I think that's super, super important. Thanks for both sharing those tips, because I do think it's crucial to understand that feelings of inadequacy and self doubt, our natural human emotions, you know, everyone experiences that experiences them at some time. Uh, we do have some self-care strategies that we're just going to employ just some sort of uh, broad ones, if you will. And uh, those are to practice self-compassion. You know, don't be hard on yourself when you feel like you're falling short. And remember that imperfection is part of being human. 
uh, mindfulness. This involves paying attention to the present moment without judgment. Being mindful helps you respond to your feelings of inadequacy rather than react to them. So responding rather than reacting. I think that's a really important thing to be aware of. You want to challenge your negative thoughts. Look at evidence supporting and disrupting your feelings of inadequacy. Learn to recognize and challenge your negative thoughts. Don't just accept them, right? Like we actually have the power to say, wait, why am I thinking this? Or how can I think differently? Learn to accept compliments. Who else here has a problem with that? Mm. <laughs> Believe in the, yeah, Very right. Much. <laughs> and that's why I think it's so good for self-worth because, you know, once we start believing in the positive things people say mm -hmm. about us, um you're you know, so we, right wow yeah it's, yeah. it's, I, hear it's it all. I don't know why it, i don't know why it's it's hitting different right now i think the way the sun is hitting my face right now it's hitting <laughs> i know the sun is beaming on my it's forehead right now you know take the compliment i hear but yeah. compliments make me feel so like oh thank you guys <laughs> yeah yeah you know i think Some that's the patriarchy's like, fault but that's a whole different conversation <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm clapping i don't think you can hear because my headphones i just i just clap <laughs> oh man um yeah i think because i think a lot of that does have to do with self-love even being complimented because um that's why that's why i kind of make a little joke and blame the patriarchy in a way because it is such a very like stereotypical macho thing to sort of not be affected by anything emotional not really have it show you know, if so, it's like someone says, someone says, oh, you know, good job or, oh, you did really good in this to just be like, okay, you know, and not really think about the fact that you really brought emotion out of somebody and you caused them to say that they wouldn't just say that. Right. Um, but I do think that, you know, a lot of emotions are subdued due to just the way society is and the way society treats emotions um, for men and for women. I mean, I think this affects Every, everybody just by trickling down. So it's definitely unfortunate. So learn to accept compliments. Um, and, you know, that's why you got to be open to offering yourself compliments at the same time. So accept the compliments and then say, you're right. You know, I did do, I, I did help out that person or I did do a good job on the paper or, you know, I do look good today. I did do a good job dyeing my hair, you know, like things like that. I mean, just, just, it's important. And then caring for your body is um, one of the last tips we'll give you. So physical health and mental health are interconnected, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Regular exercise, a healthy diet, and optimal sleep patterns can help you combat those feelings of inadequacy. Uh, we've talked a lot about, about it today, but it's always important to say no to comparison. It's easy to feel not enough when we compare ourselves to others. Remember, everyone's story is unique and different. What we see of other people's lives is often carefully edited in a different narrative than the reality, right? So focus on your own journey and evaluate your growth by your own standards. Uh, feeling enough is an inside job. You don't suddenly become enough when you achieve a particular goal or status. You are enough just as you are with all your perfect imperfections. So on that note, Valerie, anything else to add? Yeah. So I just want everyone to remember, you know, that life is a gift, you know, and we want to always think about the present because 
the past, you know, that's over with, you know, you don't want to keep going back to that because that's not important. And obviously, you know, you want to think about the future, but things for right now is what we need to take care of. And a lot of people overlook that because they're so focused on worrying about what I need to do next, what I need to do, blah, blah, blah. So just always focus on now and ground yourself always. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, it's been a privilege sharing these insights with all of you today and the journey towards embracing our worth and overcoming feeling of inadequacy. It might be tough, but it's a journey worth taking. By understanding our inherent value, we learn to break free from the shackles of comparison that often leave us feeling inadequate. We must remember that every one of us has something unique to offer the world. And all we need is the courage and acceptance to let it shine through. Before bidding you all a warm farewell, I would like to quote the powerful words of the late Maya Angelou, a poet and activist who moved countless hearts with her words. You alone are enough. You have nothing to prove to anybody. Her timeless wisdom holds a mirror to our individual brilliance, reminding us that we are more than enough just as we are. Take these words to heart and let them be your guiding light. It's been awesome having this chat about self-love and acceptance with you all. Don't forget about what we've talked about here today. Practice it, make it part of your everyday life. And remember, you always are enough as you are. No additions or no alterations necessary. As we part ways for now, we thank you for listening to Live Pono, Love Pono. Have a great day, and don't forget to take care of you.